Do you ever find yourself yearning to look beyond the obvious and dreaming about what's possible in your next chapter? Welcome to the Next Chapter Experience. I'm your host, Jeanette Blissett, former corporate executive who turned the page to become a best-selling author, entrepreneur, designer, and lifestyle business consultant. Episodes feature me and a kaleidoscope of guests who share their journeys with wit, candor, and humor, breathing life into real talks about things that matter most. I believe we all have a fire burning within us, waiting to be unleashed and shared with the world. It may just be a matter of time. So let's get together, turn the page, and get this adventure started. Welcome to the Next Chapter Experience podcast. I'm your host, Jeanette Blissette. Today's guest is Jacinta Wamala. Jacinta is a licensed marriage and family therapist, a money mindset coach, and the founder of Wealth and Wellness University. She's busy, 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 and I am actually just honored to have a bit of her time today. Jacinta, welcome to the Next Chapter Experience. Thank you. I'm super excited to have this chat. It's one of my favorite topics and it's been a fun journey, the journey that is my life actually that's turned into my work. And so um, I was born in Uganda, raised in the States here in Las Vegas. Professionally, I went to school to be a licensed marriage and family therapist. So I have a private practice where I work mostly with women on anxiety, depression, trauma recovery, and money. Um, But in my own personal finance journey is kind of how Wealth and Wellness University was birthed. Because while I was in grad school, I ended up getting divorced from my high school sweetheart and losing my father months later. And so for a couple of years, I was in what I call a grief storm. And so, you know, a lot of the times when you have losses and sometimes back-to-back or compounded losses. It's like you're kind of going through the motions and in a fog to some extent. And that's when I accumulated the majority of my own student loan and credit card debt. And so by the time I looked up and kind of came to, for lack of better phrasing, you know, I was in over $70,000 worth of debt and had a decision to make on what I wanted to, to do at that point financially. And so I ended up deciding to do my best to pay the debt off and ended up paying off over $90,000 of student loan and credit card debt in three years mm-hmm. before I turned 30, which was last year and shared my journey online and, you know, wasn't trying to tell people what to do, but just wanted people to know that there was other options, that there was another way that you don't have to live with this soul crushing debt for the rest of your life if you don't want to, but it's not going to necessarily be overnight or easy to be able to, to be able to extinguish and get rid of. And so my goal now is really to work with women on learning how to build wealth without burning out, Mm -hmm. bridging together the mental health and money so that, you know, you can be rich and well rested at the same time. I love that lifestyle. I'm going to circle back to the Wealth and Wellness University, but I'd like to ask you a question about that journey that you took initially when you decided to become a therapist. What led you down that particular path? at such a young age. Just curious. Yeah. So I always knew that I wanted to have some level of control of my schedule. So that was something I always knew. I actually grew up in the performing arts and singing, acting, dancing, and all of that. And I wanted to be able to be an artist, but not
not like a starving artist because I like to eat. So I wanted to be able, I wanted to be able to have a solid income stream while still having time to invest in my creative outlets and expression. So it really was kind of figuring out, well, in what way do I want to serve in the world? And for me, I wasn't going to do blood and guts. So nursing and all the other things got kind of knocked out. So I was like, ah, we're going to have to, we're going to have to go down the mental health route here. And we're still serving people, but with all of the bones intact and no blood or bodily fluids to, so that's kind of what it was. Um, Knowing that if I had my own practice, then I could decide what my hours were and still go on auditions, still shoot and film and, and do the things that I love. Um, And I just loved, I've always been interested in what makes people tick. Like how's it that people behave the way that they do? How do we improve relationships and be able to communicate better? So those were things that always interested me anyway. So now you were on that path and um, life happened, you know, as it does. And you had to make a decision, right, in your life. And you had to, to some extent, close that chapter and begin another one almost organically. I did follow some of your posts on Instagram as you were kind of chopping down that debt and the philosophy that you were using. And what came to mind was really the discipline piece, which is the piece that a lot of people miss, but it's the disciplined approach. So what gave you that, not the desire, but the forethought to know that you had to be as disciplined as you you were? And what gave you that motivation to be disciplined? What's interesting is I don't think I ever thought that, if that makes sense. The way that I really, because now when I think about it in retrospect, the way that I really see it is is three key things. And it's really conviction, commitment, and community that come into play. And so community is is my why, is my motivation. I'm first gen, third culture. And I know that there are family members of mine and people who have made sacrifices and decisions that have set me up in a certain way to have opportunities that I wouldn't have otherwise had if they didn't make those choices some of which I know about, some of which probably more than which I don't know about what they chose to do and how they chose to alter their lives for me. So really community is my why because they did those things for me. Who am I not to run the next leg of the race to do my part for my nieces, my nephews, even if I never had kids, right? Anyone that looks like me, my community to be able to kind of take take the generation to the next level so that they are on a different platform with different opportunities so that they can run their leg of the race. So really that's my why is honoring legacy, honoring those that came for me and legacy, which is leaving something significant behind for anyone who ever comes into contact with me, family, friends, or otherwise. Mm-hmm. And so honestly, I feel like discipline is a byproduct or a result of commitment. So the discipline, it didn't start with the discipline. The discipline came after I committed to the journey. So if someone's not committed, then of course it's gonna be difficult to be able to follow through, right? Mm -hmm. And so for me, I think it was less about thinking like, oh, I need to be disciplined. How can I be more disciplined? it was really reaffirming my commitment on a daily basis, which is when I would journal, which is when I would think about my vision and what I'm going to do with my life, how it's going to afford me the ability to serve on a grander scale after the fact, to live my best bougie life because I like kind of nice things. Like I like to shop at Ross, but when I travel, I want extra leg space. So it's like, I'm not crazy bougie. I'm just borderline bougie, right? And so for me, it was really reaffirming my commitment on a daily basis that made it easy not easy, but easier to follow through. And then the byproduct is the discipline. So then someone sees after and they're like, oh, you're so disciplined. I'm like, I don't know. (laughs) Like, I don't know that I, 
I'm really committed though. Like I'll say that for sure. You know, um, the commitment is what is what kept me clear headed. Very good. Very good. So as you, you went down that journey and you were actually just showing evidence of your progress on Instagram. And I, I, I watched you kind of tick it off and tick it off. And that, that debt became less and less and less and less. How were you feeling in terms of the influence that you were having? Were you thinking about that at that time in terms of the impact on others or how did that play out in, in your mind? I think in my greater vision, I knew that I was going to do something significant in my lifetime. I knew that I was going to have great influence in the world or that it was a possibility. I knew the potential was there. I didn't know how it was going to happen. So I thought it might be as a therapist. I thought it might be in mental health, having an impact the lives of my clients and whatnot. So I didn't necessarily see that this was going to be what might be like my, my impact in the world, you know, my greatest impact. So in all honesty, it was not my intention per se. I never would have guessed that this is where, like, I never would have guessed that I'd be featured in the New York Times. Like no one could have, I would have been like, oh, that's crazy. Wow. You know? So I, it wasn't my intention in the process as I was just sharing my journey. All I knew was it was what I was doing. So on social media, people are just sharing what they're doing in their life. They share their meal, they share where they're going, they share what they're doing. And so that's what I was doing. Like, this was just my life is I'm bringing my lunch to work today, you know, or this is me. Like I get excited to pay my debts off. So I would share what I was up to and what I was excited about. And it seemed like other people enjoyed or liked watching, you know, what I was doing and how I was sharing. And then I started getting feedback from people that had started doing things in their own life. Like they started paying off their credit cards and they started, you know, paying down their student loans and and getting on budgets. And I'm like, oh, okay. And then people started asking me questions. And and so it started snowballing, I guess I'll say, into something like it has a life of its own. And I guess when it's the internet, you have to be ready for that at some point. It's like, sometimes things will just take on a life of their own. And I'm just, and we have just gratitude to be able to to watch how other people are able to see and be inspired by my story because I would never prescribe for someone to do exactly what I did. I just want people to see the possibility in their life and how they can envision, you know, a greater situation for themselves and start to work toward it in this small daily way. And that I think is like the greatest return for me, but I had no, no intention, no idea that it would kind of turn into what it's turning into. Now I'm more strategic. Now I'm like, how can I be more helpful? You know, how can I put information out that's helpful for people? But before it was just, this is my life. This is what I'm doing. And I can see that, you know, as I, as I observe you on, on LinkedIn and on Facebook and on Instagram, and there seems to be some intention behind what you're doing with great purpose. So the culmination of all of this into the wealth and wellness university, can you talk a little bit about the connection and, and where you are with that and what that actually is? It's so exciting because honestly, I think that the path that I was placed on, everything has a purpose. So you asked, why is it that I became a therapist or why did I go down that path? I thought I had a full understanding of why, but I'm like, that was the basis for me to then do this on, you know, on a whole nother level and carve out my own place in the market because having the mental health background makes what I do significant and unique in its own way. So, you know, what other black therapists do we know that's talking about? you know, transforming your mindset with money. And so it's, it's wild because the wellness piece, which 
is a part of like, how can I be at my highest performing? I personally wanted to know, like, how do I set boundaries? How do I make sure my relationships are really sound? How do I make sure my family is doing as good as it can? That turned into my professional career. But then I also recognized and realized that in the work that I was doing, almost every single time, I would argue 99% of the time, I think I've only ever had one client since 2014 that didn't mention money as a major stressor. So either they don't have the money to come to therapy, they don't have um, the money to quit a job that they hate or that's toxic or abusive. They are struggling in a relationship where money has something to do with it in some way. They're, so it's money always came up when we're talking about mental health. So their anxiety, their depression, their trauma, somewhere in there, money was a part of it. And so that was kind of a reoccurring theme that coupled with my own personal experience and how money kind of touched my life and how it can help or not help is where Wealth and Wellness University became a thing. Because when we hear about money, it's always very, you know, logical and strategic, which is great because we need that side, but it's also very emotional and psychological. And I don't think that we, I think maybe more, but I don't think that we hear a lot about that piece. You can Google how to do well with money. The steps are there. There's some different approaches. You got to pick a plan, but it's very easy to find out how to do well with money. What's not easy is the execution, is the discipline, like you mentioned, which has to do with some other things, I think. And really addressing the psychological piece because when we do that it's so much easier to follow through on the plan it's so much easier to do the steps once we've gotten past the mental emotional roadblocks plus the wellness piece because we live in hustle culture or hustle culture is kind of dying out now but it's like hustle and grind like work yourself to the bone keep on like oh my goodness it's wild like get another job and so yeah of course we want you to have big goals live and work to your potential but don't ignore and dismiss your wellness in the midst of it because if you aren't well you're not going to be working for long if your career is not sustainable you aren't going to be able you're going to burn out you're not going to be in that career for for as long as you need to to actually build wealth not just make some money wealth building is a journey it's not something that happens overnight so we need you to be healthy so you can keep showing up to to be able to produce and execute at a high level so that you can so that you can be able to build wealth. So it, they go hand in hand, making sure you're sleeping, making sure you're eating, making sure that you're taking care of your body or your mind, your spirit is going to make it so much easier for you to ask for a raise, to be able to, to be able to raise your prices if you own a business, to be able to show up energized and eager and engaged. So that's where it really comes together for me is there's plenty of people who have money that are still depressed. That are still, oh, oh, you know what that reminds me of? It reminds me of a um, a, a um, interview that was um, with Oprah and they mentioned something and she said, you know, there's a lot of wealthy people who are unhappy. Mm-hmm. I'm just not one of them. Thank you so much for your time today. You are a busy, busy, busy woman. So this time to chat with you has been enlightening and inspiring. And I'm sure that our listening audience feels the same way. This has been a chat with Jacint Wamala. She is the mindset money strategist and founder of the Wealth and Wellness University. This is part one of a two-part series. We look to join her on the next Next Chapter Experience podcast episode.
Thank you for tuning in to this episode of the Next Chapter Experience. If you have already subscribed, rated, and left a review, or shared this podcast with a friend, many, many thanks. For questions, comments, or feedback, reach out to me at Jeanette Lissette at nextchapterexperience.com. We'll be back with more conversations. So until then, keep that fire burning.